While you have no doubt started to dive deep into your 2023 annual plan, this week on Level Up, we're diving a bit deeper. We're getting more specific than the year. We're getting shorter term than that. And we're focusing your goals so that you can get stuff done. Take a listen this week. We're talking 12-week annual plan. Building a successful real estate career requires you to adapt, pivot, and constantly master new skills. We're Katie and Daniel Steinfeld. We've built our own innovative brokerage. And in this podcast, we've assembled actionable tips and strategies that you can implement to take your business to its maximum potential. It's time to level up. Level up. All right, let's start this up. Um, So, yeah, let's recap from day one. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, We are into day two of our two-day annual planning. I hope everybody enjoyed yesterday. Um, We went through, if you were new to this um, from today, uh, we did go through quite a bit of stuff in terms of looking back at your business, figuring out where you want to establish your focus and what you want to put in place for your goals and plans for this coming year. Uh, So I guess based on that, does anybody have any questions, any comments, anything they went through after we met and uh, realized or wrote down? Um, Sharing is caring. So feel free to jump in the chat or come off mute if you want to share anything. Struggles, successes, confusions, questions, comments, concerns. And in keeping all, with all the, of amateur, the emotions, <laughs> with the uh, with the amateur hour theme, I forgot to change day one to day two at the top of the slide. So there, I am. It happens. Oh. Let this be. Let this be an ongoing theme that we always talk about, where people knock themselves for the smallest of things and just think the whole world cares. Does anybody <laughs> here really care that it says one up there? No. The old me would have looked at that and been like, "Stupid, stupid, stupid." And I'm just like. <laughs> Says whatever. one, whatever. Still day one. I guess All everybody's right. quiet. Hearing yeah. nothing. This, this is good because uh, we've got a couple of of fairly time consuming things to do today. We're still going to keep it within two hours. Oh wait, the chat. How did the twelve week oh. year go? Oh wow, it's like Carvey knows what we're going to talk about today. That's mm-hmm. awesome. So you've given me a segue into our agenda for today. And thank you for that. Today, we are covering two major things. One of them is the 12-week year. We're going to hit you hard with that. Oh, wait, don't go, don't go forward. Sorry, I, you didn't do this. I didn't do the slides, so I don't know what's, what's next. I was just checking. You got, you got to know my rants go more than one sentence. Come on, man. I'm building <laughs> drama and intrigue. Um. So we're talking about two things today. We're talking about how to implement the things that we that we spent the last two days dealing with. So hopefully you did take the time to put together a brain dump. Actually, if you go back a slide on this, just to recap where we were, this is where we left off yesterday was the brain dump. And this was where we've established who you're talking to, what type of an agent you are. We've talked about the goals you've got overall vision wise, and then more tangibly in terms of dollars and cents and numbers of deals in the year ahead. And with that, you've hopefully started to compile a list of a lot of stuff 
and ideas and things that would be impactful to you hitting your goals for the year, because we're going to be working off of that today. If you didn't do it, pile in on the homework after this session is done. So <laughs> our kids know what that's like. Don't yeah. wait till the deadline. But anyway, um, so today we're going to be talking about how to implement those and the system that you can use, which has been previewed already in about a minute ago. And then we are going to jump from there into the dollars and cents of things and talk about uh, managing expenses, budgeting, uh, how to look at things big picture again, to be able to break things down and and hopefully isolate uh, opportunities, challenges, and areas where you can do better in the way that you manage your money in your business and prepare for the year ahead. So that's today. And when you come out of this, will your business be unbroken? No, it will not. But this is the steps to the unbreaking. So we're, we're taking it apart and we're going to put it back together in such a way that makes sense so that you can really hit the ground running. January 1st, we mentioned yesterday, this is kind of the the shortened and more focused version of what was the OTB 100 for the last couple of years where we ran, I think it was 13 sessions. Was it 13, 12 or 13 sessions? And uh, now we're just sticking to these two and it's going to, in the same theme as everything else, just make things a lot more focused, hopefully simple, easy to understand and easy to implement. And that's, that's right. all I have to say about that. So if you guys did have a chance to do this or when you do this, consider this as you're breaking up a massive puzzle and it's all in little itty bitty pieces. Now we're going to take those pieces and put them back together into a focused, awesome puzzle, if there's such a thing. <laughs> all right. So um, the 12-week plan is how we are going to move forward and guide you to really create a focused strategy for a shorter amount of time. And, and this is based off of the book, The 12 Week Year, which is where we got a lot of the guidance and uh, inspiration for our annual plan for this coming year. Uh, our brokerage has gone through, we're still in a one, uh, a 12 week plan right now. We're, I think, in week nine or 10. Um, so it's been a really great process. And what we've noticed with the annual, the typical annual plan is that it doesn't take into consideration how long a 12, 12 months is. And, and, just the issues that we run into when we see the goals that we have for ourselves for the year and we think we have all the time in the world to do it, or we just lose track of the goals because it's been such a long period of time between when we initially set those goals and, and when we start to want to implement things. Um, so that's one of the major reasons why we find a lot of people fall off and, and us included of a 12, like a, of a full year plan. Um, the other thing, which we'll get into a little bit more, but the tactics part, I find we set these big high level goals for ourselves, but we don't take the time to really break them down and understand step-by-step step what we should be doing on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. And that's where I think a lot of us fall off as well, where we just, we, we can't figure it out. So we try to sit down and like figure out this massive goal and think that we have to get it done within a week. And then we get sidetracked. And as we went through in the first day, the whole 
cycle of change and kind of going through that process over and over again um, is, is the challenge. So this is where we're going to really create a focus plan for you, with you. Um, yeah. So just, uh, and I know you, I know you don't know which slides are ahead, so you might be, <laughs> you may not know where to, it's maybe not in the order you think it is. So I'll, it is what it is. People will see things as we go forward. It'll oh, be sorry. interesting. Um, but, uh, just, just to build on that also, it is, I, I think we learned in the way that we've done things in the past that it's still important to have annual goals, but, but the more you, like we've said, the more you break it down, there's never enough breakdown. And even in this, like this is something that was instituted this year. I'm still learning as we do it. You can take any task and you can make it smaller. It's really, it's really easy to think you're done and, and you can stop anywhere and get something done, but the smaller task, the more achievable it is. Um, so don't, as you're going through this process, tell yourself, well, that's just ridiculous. And we'll give examples as we go. But if you think that something seems so minor and, or maybe like such a no brainer that it doesn't need to be written down, it's just like we talked about with the vision board and other things, what is written and what is seen gets done, gets measured. And when it's not, it gets forgotten or it gets overlooked. So we have, you know, this, this templates here with lines and with boxes and that sort of thing you do not need to use these pages, right? You can build a version of this that suits what it is that you're trying to do. But the goal here is to make things achievable for yourself because you want to be able to look back, like we said, not just at the end of the year, but at the end of each week and at the end of each quarter and say, I did what I set out to do. And when you plan it effectively in a way that you can visualize what needs to be done in a very specific uh, nature, right out of the gate, you'll know what's achievable or where maybe you're overstepping or didn't realize how much work might be involved to get something done. Um, the other thing with this too, and we're going to jump into the top of this page now, is this is not meant to start to deal with the things that already happen. I think we talked about this yesterday, or I might have mentioned this yesterday. This isn't supposed to be tasks like, I want to make sure my kids get to school every day. That's my goal for the next 12 weeks right? Like in theory, that's something you already do and make sure happens as part of your daily routine. So, or these, yeah, go grocery shopping or, you know, or go the daily tasks. Yeah. 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 Like I want to make sure I have food is true, but it's not one of your quarterly goals for this. So this is going to be, and that's also why we only put three there and why we've also, which I guess we haven't yet mentioned why we've split it to not saying here's three business goals, but a max two business goals and one personal goal so that you're focused on enough to keep you busy, but not too much that it's going to take your attention away from the things you're already doing um, or not leave you enough time to get these things done. Yeah. So basically um, the start of this is this top part of the page, um, establishing what your goals are for the first 12 weeks. And as Daniel said, you're going to pick two max from the brain dump that you did, the ones that you identified as the most impactful to achieving that profit goal that you've set for yourself. So just because you don't select other ones, it 
the nice thing is that you have opportunities in future 12 week plans within the next year to choose those and work on them. But it's really about prioritizing and figure out what makes sense. And the more you have to focus on, the less you're going to, you know, you, you, everybody's probably heard that before. Like, you know, you spread yourself too thin and you're not going to be able to get anything done. And two business goals max is probably the most you have to be honest with yourself, but it's the most that you'll be able to focus on in a 12 week period. You don't want to overwhelm yourself. You don't want to set yourself up for failure. Like we talked about last, last session with the whole setting a profit goal for yourself. You don't want to set yourself up for failure. You want to be realistic. And maybe for the first 12 week period, you maybe just do one of the bigger, more impactful goals and, you know, leave the other one for, for a next session, but um, just really take some time to think about which ones you want. And then the third one is going to be a personal goal. So maybe it's, you know, better relationship with your family, more family time um, at home, uh, a vacation that you want to plan. Um, there's lots of steps that go into that. And um, so something a, a more personal is, is important to also include in your 12 week plan, because that should be a priority too. Consider the amount of time that 12 weeks is too, which you will be kind of auditing your goal as you go through the process here and breaking it down. But there's also the chance that larger goals might span more than one quarter. So as you do this, you might want to consider breaking down a larger goal if it seems like the sort of thing that might have been an annual goal. So for example, if one of your goals is become an expert in my community, for example, right? And like farming is a goal, that could be one of these three, but it's likely something that would carry forward and have a different set of strategies and sub goals that fall within that as the year goes on, right? So maybe within that, um, you know, you've got a goal like start a podcast or you've got a goal, uh, something that that is more of a finite beginning and end goal. Mm -hmm. um, and as you'll see, even things that seem like tax tasks have tasks within them for the most part. So it is it is not a science necessarily. And this is something that, you know, ask questions as you're thinking about things, but you need to take a step back and also determine, am I putting a kind of single use tactic at the top or am I putting something that does break down at the top? Because if you put at the top, you know, knock on five doors a week, mm -hmm. for example, that doesn't really break down much, right? I mean, it breaks down to get in the car, you know, or like choose yeah. a street, things like that. Gas. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I think what kind of what that moves up to in terms of what is that a sub tactic of might be the goal that fits up here. The same way yeah. that if you say become a social media wizard, that might be a little bit too broad, Maybe you want to focus on a particular platform this quarter, or maybe you want to focus on learning ad manager and then sharing with all of us how the hell that thing works. That could be a goal. Um, so think about that and, and, and you're probably going to pull it. Well, you should pull it from the brain dump you did yesterday. Um, but if you're looking at everything that's in your brain dump and they seem a little bit too specific or too broad, you might want to think about what that is a subset of or an umbrella for that you can find kind of that sweet spot that becomes a useful 12 week goal for yourself. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the idea is 12 weeks is equal to a year and a week is equal to a month in a typical annual plan. And then a week is uh, the same thing as a day. So you're basically pushing that planning into a smaller subset of, um, of time. And you're really focusing in on one or two things that, that are really matter to you for your business as well as one personal. So is there anything like before we kind of go through a little bit more, does anybody want to give us an example of maybe a goal that you want for your first 12 weeks in, in 2023? No pressure, but if anybody wants to throw something out there, we can kind of help break it down. Chat, six formal videos. Okay, cool. Awesome. So um, that's a great goal to have. And I think that breaks down really well in terms of tactics. So if you want six videos within that 12 week plan, what are the tactics and everybody can jump in? What are some tactics that Laura needs to do to get six videos out by the end of the 12 weeks? And again, no step is too small here. The smaller mm -hmm. the step, the more effective it is in the context of this exercise. Right. All right. So Nadia said coming up with ideas, drafting, and storyboarding. Absolutely. Um, maybe batch recording. Mm-hmm. Yep. Editing. Exactly. Um, you want to you know, your equipment, what, what type of equipment are you going to use? What types of type of editing software? Are you going to get somebody else to do it? Or are you going to do it yourself? Finish setting up my studio. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Nadia, that's a great question where it's being posted. Cause then that impacts how you're going to format it. Is it going to be you know, what type of ratio are you going to have? Is it going to be <clears throat> Instagram reels? Is it going to be YouTube long form? And, and as you guys, this is all amazing stuff. And this is a great example because you'll notice that already there's six or seven things here and none of them yet are the content, right? I mean, there's the ideas and storyboarding, but we're not into the, you know, the hardcore, let me plan out my script and do it right? The mm -hmm. do it is part of this, but the goal for the 12 weeks is making sure they're done in a way that you're happy with. And again, when you look back, you've got six videos that were finished. So we're talking about all the logistics as well. You know, setting up my studio is bang on, maybe equipment, maybe understanding what equipment you need. If you've never done videos before, or you haven't been happy with the videos you've done, what do I need to do this effectively? Where, you know, where's it being posted? Where am I going to be filming them? If it's in the studio, if it's going to be some of them on the street, you know, do I need different equipment for that? Um, sorry, I'm hijacking all the chat because you guys were putting really good ideas in there. So, I mean, keep throwing ideas in there because we're going to talk about what to do once these are all in there. And we are going to jump into other examples as well. But um, videos is such a great goal to have. And the other thing that's really good about what Laura wrote is it was a tangible quantifiable goal too. Mm, six yeah. formal videos. So it's something against which you can measure it as you're going. And when you're done, you know, was that what was achieved at the end of the day? I wanted six, right? 
Um, it, it helps direct the steps that lead to it as well. Once you get past just the, the setup of equipment and things like that, you know, what makes a good six video plan? Like, is there going to be some connection between the six? Are they going to be unique? Is they, is it a series? Is it leading to six more next quarter? Like this is part of just the overall look at something that seems as simple as making a video and, I know it's not. And I know a lot of us, we talk about video all the time. Video can be very intimidating to a lot of us. And the hardest thing is just doing it and putting it out there for a lot of people. But you can kind of appreciate that if you go the extra mile in planning it the right way with all of these steps and a ton more that could be added to this list, once you film it, it's just like, holy crap, I'm ready. Like I've got everything I need. It's all laid out the way I wanted. Plus, the steps that follow it. So like Nadia was saying, where is it being posted? How is it being posted? What's the post production looking like? You know, is there an end game to what these videos are supposed to do for me? Like, is there a, a connection with a CRM platform? Things like that. Maybe that's next quarter. Is you say, I made the videos. Now what do I do with this content that I've got? How am I going to leverage this into business? Things like that. Yeah. So, and yeah. So, uh, and, and all of the tactics are the things that secretly get in your way if you haven't thought of them ahead of time. So the, the whole six video thing is something that a lot of people think, oh yeah, I can do that. No problem. And then all of this stuff that you haven't planned for gets in your way. Oh, my studio's not done. I can't do it. And it gives you excuses as to why you're not doing it. So the idea behind writing out all the tactics really prepares you and gets you ready for that goal of putting out six videos. And the other thing I mentioned with the goals themselves is try to select things that are in your control. Six videos is in your control, but getting 10 listings in the next 12 weeks might not necessarily be in your control. So what are the actions you can take to hopefully get to 12 listings, but that you can control? So maybe it's, you know, having 10 conversations a day, calling, you know, whatever that might be, but it, it has to be something because you're going to get really, um, you're going to feel like you're not getting ahead if it's something that's not going to be in your control at the end of the day. So kind of think, frame it that way as well. Right. And, and note that we are the valley of hell. <laughs> <laughs> um, th this is the tactic and this is the mechanism that gets you through Mount Stupid, through the valley of despair and onto you know, onto getting into that informed optimism and success, because in the middle of this 12 weeks, you're going to plan to be in the Valley. Like that's part of your process. You're going to see the steps involved where you're in the weeds or things are happening and you're just freaking out. But when you can see what's ahead for the remaining six weeks, that in itself helps drive you to keep going. And this whole plan is built around starting from the finish and working backwards. It's a big work back schedule, the same way that maybe you do your listings. You know, I'm listing on December 26th, which would be dumb because it's Boxing Day, but let's say that's when I'm listing. And today is November, whatever. You're going to plan out when do I need a photographer there? When do I need this? When do I need to call this person? I need to order a sign, yada, 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 yada. This is the same process that you probably do for that. And if you don't, you should start doing that to work backwards because that's how you're able to time out and visualize exactly how you're going to achieve these things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the next step, 
is once you've identified the tactics is you want to also set a due date for all of those. So obviously some of these things are going to be in some sort of a, an order. You want to have your studio set up before you start recording your videos. Um, so identifying those and setting a date. Sometimes they're going to be recurring items like calling a minimum of five people per week. That's each week you're going to do. Other times it's going to be set up my, my pod or my video studio by next week or ha have a certain date in mind by January 3rd, it'll be done. And, and I think that this is the step for me, this is the one that takes the most work. I mean, thinking of tactics is good, but there's a bit of, of, of organizing chaos at this level, because like you said, understanding the steps in an order is really important. Like the frequency is what you're going to kind of know once you know the order, but when you lay things out and if you do it visually and say, here's all the tactics I identified and you put them in a timeline at that point, it's very likely you're going to identify things you forgot when you look at it. Right. Like if it says set up studio and that's the first step there, you might want to add a couple of steps before that research, what goes into a studio, determine what equipment I actually need, you know, figure out which spot in the house I'm going to use. And they're very, again, some of these seem like minor things, but you're going to have to think about them at some point. So if a certain step or tactic looks like it involves multiple steps, break it down. Because remember, this is a 12-week plan and you're going to have, in theory, one or more tasks every week that you're doing, right? So it's not wrong to take a, a goal and end up having 20 different tasks, especially if they're really small. It's going to make things a lot easier to digest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I think the next one will have an example on it. I might be yeah. wrong. But obviously you're going to do this for each, each of your goals. Oh, is this, this might be the wrong copy. Sorry. Oh, no, it's not. That's weird. Okay. I think we're just going through the, the blank one first and then the examples are at the end. Okay. So th this is a big document. So every single week you're going to say, okay, for week one, what are all of the tactics that are due in this week? So you're going to go back through this and you're going to, you're going to find all of those ones. You're going to put those in each box based on the goal. And you're basically going to track it. And this is your schedule for the week, pretty much, or your priorities for the week. And it's important to find some time because this stuff obviously you have other stuff going on in your life. You've got family, you've got friends, you've got, you know, a real estate business to run. You have clients that are probably wanting you to respond to them. So find some time in each day to work on this stuff because it's very easily forgotten when you're busy with other stuff. And if you can just, you know, carve out half an hour a day, even um, to just work on this stuff that you're going to find, you're going to make a lot of progress day by day, which is really good. Um, and then the final part of each week is at the end of the week, you want to score yourself and you can see up here an 85% completion of tasks for each goal or higher means you are on your way to accomplishing your goals or your 12 week plan. I would say that the majority of my 12 weeks so far, my, my, uh, score has been 75 or lower maybe closer to 50 or 60%. So it just goes to show you, like, it's not an easy thing. And, you know, you're continually evolving, continually reflecting on where did I go wrong? A lot of times the reasons why 
my week didn't go well is because I didn't have this plan in front of me. I, I was forgetting about it and I was getting bothered and not planning out my week effectively to really make my time work for me. Yeah. The, the discipline is always the hardest part, just the self-discipline to go through with it and to, to keep an eye on it. And Laura asks a good question here as well. Um, do we build it up front or just the first few Ideally, you build out as much of it as you can up front. If you can do the 12 weeks up front, but have the understanding that you're going to have realizations along the way of steps you didn't identify that you're going to add as you go, right? Mm -hmm. At least that's my opinion with this. I don't think there's, you know, you, you do it in a way that works for you. But um, if you are starting with the end, right, you should be able to build up to that finish with, with everything that leads there, right? And, and visualize all the steps that go there. But yeah, and like Nadia said, exactly. There's mm -hmm. certain things that you're not going to get done and they're going to end up maybe in the following week that had a couple of empty spots just because there's six blanks in this template again. And just because there were six or seven tactics on the first page, you might again have 15 tactics for a goal that you spread out. You might have weeks where you don't plan anything. Maybe part mm -hmm. of, maybe your personal goal is taking a vacation and you plan that on the week five of this. And then deliberately in your 12-week plan, you can work around that with all the tactics being strategically placed around it. So you know you're not stressed out about the stuff you're not getting done in the week you want to take off. Or if you know you don't want to work, like we have, there's an agent on our team who doesn't work. Two days of the week are specifically non-work days. And that's fine. Like if that's what will help you manage your stress and, and enjoy life beyond real estate, plan it in. This allows you to do that. This is really just a glorified tactical agenda is what it is. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. All right. So there's your examples. Here's, here's one example. So here's a few, and look at that number two, it's actually interesting and spoiler alert. Mm -hmm. We don't have to go to the next page, but I actually left the establish a video strategy one blank. Cause I wanted to brainstorm mm -hmm. that one with the team. So we kind of just did that sort of, um, but yeah, another example here. So let's say you said you want to do an investor's seminar, a seminar for investors. That's a pretty big undertaking. Let's say you are a first time homebuyer seminar, whatever. You want to do something like that. This is just an example of some of the tactics you might want to put into place. You want to research the different platforms that can conduct seminars. You want to establish what content you're going to be putting there, have a marketing plan for how you're going to get it out there. Uh, maybe you're going to want to build a CRM workflow that when people sign up, you know, they're in your database because ultimately you're doing this to meet more investors. Um, you want to create the actual, the presentation itself. Maybe you want worksheets or things that go with the presentation and uh, follow-up strategy. This list could go on. And again, these steps can break down a lot more, but you can see that there's also on the due date, kind of a, an, an established order of when they would take place. And you don't have to put them in order on here, right? You can list them all out and then sort of figure out and shuffle around where they're going to go. But as you establish where things land, then you get to plot them in the broken down version week by week. So researching seminar platforms will show up in your week one breakdown. And that's something you're going to want to accomplish. Maybe within researching, you've got a few subtasks that are in there. Maybe there's certain ones you want to look into. Maybe it's booking demos with 
different seminar platforms. Uh, maybe it's establishing what your needs are first, right? And maybe researching falls within that or that moves to week two. So again, even looking at this list, I think a lot of us can see, or if you if this was something you were looking at, you'd want to figure out where is it that I can break these down further. And the more you can, it's always a good idea to break them down further. I just noticed mm -hmm. I put two eyes on the word seminar, seminar. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so goal two and goal three. So yeah, what was goal three? Losing 10 pounds, I think. Yeah. Personal goal. So again, like so many different things can lead to this and it ties to where your comfort level is and, and how you choose to accomplish these things. But maybe it's you start planning to run twice a week, um, you know, planning out your meals and you put a time you want to get that done. And this is part of your goal. You know, maybe it's choosing like there's just examples here. You guys can read it. I'm just reading, but mm -hmm. choosing do I want to buy a piece of equipment or join a gym? So researching it in week one and then make the choice in week two, right? It's the same task broken down into a timeline of where it is that it exactly uh, where you need your time to go. And then, you know, by week two of the 12, you're on the road to accomplishing that thing, creating mm -hmm. a workout plan and then implementing it. So week one, you give yourself to put the plan into place and to do it. And then you start working on it. It says week two to the end of like, it's a recurring thing. You've got your plan that you're going to keep moving on. So yes. that's the idea there. Yeah. And this is, yeah. So then this is like what the week one from that so far would look like. So you start populating your week based on what fell in week one or what fell in week two. And I didn't keep populating the rest of the weeks or anything like that. But based mm -hmm. on this, you've now taken your goals and you know, at the end of week one, you'll have run a couple of times. You've got a workout plan. You've done the research on where you want to uh, sort of take your workout plan and you've completed the research on which platform you want to use for your seminar. So you're well on your way to those goals. And when the week is done, you say, awesome, I did that. Like I'm mm -hmm. achieving, I'm a 12th of the way to the end of the 12 week plan in a way that I laid out for myself. Goal two would be populated with the stuff associated with the video, um, uh, whatever that goal was, <laughs> becoming yeah. a video pro or whatever. Um, so yeah. So yeah, I ranted again. No, it's okay. Um, yeah, and just, you know, if you need to break down these tactics a little bit further for like research seminar platforms, um, I found it helpful to find, carve out again, times in the week and identify those ahead of time, like Monday morning from this time to this time, this is when I'm doing this. So that like you have, you've committed to it and you can move forward. When I, I, I don't know about you guys, but when I find things are up in the air, and I'm going into my day, not kind of knowing how I'm going to accomplish certain things, nothing gets done. So the more you can plan it out and it, and it is a bit of a headache. Don't get me wrong. Like when Sunday night comes around or Monday morning, when I know I have to fill out another plan for my, for my next week, I don't enjoy it. It doesn't, but honestly, it doesn't take me that long. It's like a 10 or 15 minute exercise where I just kind of go through it and carry forward anything that I might've missed from the week prior. Um, and just then have the, the plan to get going for that week. It's kind of like meal planning. Like if anybody does meal planning, like when you know what you're going to have for dinner every single week, every single day, and you've got, you've bought the groceries ahead of time, it makes your week so much better. But how many times do I just 
am lazy and forget to order like all of the groceries at once. And I'm literally going to Walmart every single day because I need to get more groceries for the meal that I want to make that meal. Or I just but order this, in But this week is McDonald's. planned. <laughs> this week is planned. We got minestrone yeah. tonight, folks. Minestrone <laughs> Tuesday. Do we? <laughs> yeah. It was pad time Monday, minestrone Tuesday. Who's coming right. over? We got all the ingredients. Sorry. <laughs> um, so how often do a, uh, to do a seminar in a month? How much is too much? Uh, I don't want to say that's a loaded question because it, do, it does depend. I know you knew we were going to say it depends, but it depends on the audience. It depends on the content, depends on your comfort level. I think if you're doing more than one seminar a month, definitely if you're just getting started, I think that's too much to me. I think a monthly yeah. seminar is beyond plenty. I know a lot of folks who are doing seminars that we work alongside kind of take the quarterly route to start. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But again, it, it depends on what the content is. Like if you're doing a seminar that's focused on first time home buyers, there's a good chance that you're bringing new people in to each seminar, but you might have repeat uh, attendees, like people in your database who maybe want to be kept on top of what's changed since the last seminar as well, right? Depending on the content. So mm-hmm. uh, it's a lot easier to do a moderately adjusted seminar less frequently and it feels fresh versus feeling the need to create new content constantly. And if it is new content, the less frequent is a lot easier as well, because I can tell you like from our experience, even doing the podcast every week, you know, to come up with new topics and content, when you get in a groove, you get in a groove, but it's, it's not, it's not easy. And it can get frustrating to feel like you're creating things for the sake of creating things. Mm -hmm. So uh, just take a look at the, the audience that you've got and what you want to achieve with it. And I mean, reach out to us offline too. We can chat about it. Or if anybody in the group has advice there, I know we have a couple of seminar folks who are in this meeting as well, who do seminars. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. So like basically these are the next 12 weeks. So you've got one, one piece of paper for each week that you're doing this. So We'll just yeah, sorry. quickly. I, I left. I left all twelve pages in there, but I, okay. I, I think you mentioned, and obviously people can see. But those are those are check boxes too, like use them as check boxes. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's like it's not just it's not just like cute formatting. Like it it's satisfying <laughs> to check something off. It is. Yeah. Right. Yes. It is. It, it's like it, no. I know. It's just. I figured done... people knew they were check boxes. No, I I figured they know that. I'm just saying. Like. The... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. And then finally, we do have a quarterly check check in. So it's kind of going back to that whole reflecting on what worked well, what was it was a challenge that got in your way and opportunities um, for the next 12 weeks. Um, and also any recurring items that you might want to continue on with. Like, for example, if a health goal is one of those things, working out three times a week might be something that you'll want to keep on your plan um, until you establish a really good routine for yourself. I just just want to be healthy for quarter one. Then I'm going to let it go for the next nine months. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But it's It's, good just to keep that in mind. It's 
it's like a revival of new year's resolutions four times a year. Like that's what this is because we do lose track and lose sight of things. And granted, when you make a new year's resolution, you normally don't set out a 12 week plan with tactics assigned to it. But um, it's really important to self-evaluate and to keep monitoring what you're doing to keep yourself accountable as you're going right. Writing the stuff down and thinking that the plan looks good is great, but it is easy to lose track of what you were supposed to do. So, you know, it's very helpful. We like at the brokerage, we've got, you know, accountability meetings once a week that are tied to this where people will show up in the morning and say, how did your week go? Right. I think it's helpful when you've got people keeping you accountable to your plan as well. Um, and note that this is, this is week 13, this page, because there are 52 weeks in a year, right? 12 times four is 48. So the 13th week of every quarter is built to evaluate and to mm -hmm. reset the next 12 weeks. Yeah. Right. Did you say that already? You're nodding. Like no. You said that no, 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 no. No, that's a very good point. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a cold war going on. Does anyone else feel the tension in the room? The Zoom tension? No. Uh, <laughs> okay. We're all good. Um, so yeah. So any questions at all about this process, anything that seems like it might be a challenge or that isn't clear ideas, things you might want to break down and don't know how it breaks down effectively. We can brainstorm as a group. It's okay if there's not, but I'm just saying. Now's an opportunity. Okay. I guess not. So, I mean, this is, this is your opportunity to get a head start on the first quarter of, of January and really get excited for what you, what you might be up to, um, in come the new year. Yeah. I, and I, yeah, the challenge is coming up with tactics. I think that's a big, um, challenge for most people. And again, it's the thing it's, it's basically like, I, I would say if, if you're having trouble thinking of the tactics, think, frame it as what are the challenges that are going to get in my way? Or what are the excuses I'm going to make to not accomplish that this goal for this quarter? Mm -hmm. And that might start thinking, you might start thinking of ideas that, you know, oh, well, I'm going to have to figure that out. And I'm going to have to make sure I don't do this and do that, blah, blah, blah. Um, but again, if, if there's anything that anybody wants to run by us um, offline, just let us know and we can kind of throw some ideas out there as well, if it's helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like if, if, you, if you've got the goal, like this started even beyond the 12 weeks, this started with a bigger goal, whether it's, you know, the ultimate goal of GCI or things like that. You, again, we all have unique life situations. We're all unique people. And so even the same goal will have a very different road for everybody in here because of the situations you're in, the timelines you've got. Um, Jessica's saying client-facing work that ends up getting in the way of achieving the goals. For yeah, That's uh, time blocking is huge. And we feel the same way because our business is not sympathetic to the things we put on this plan, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're still working in a lot of cases at the whim of clients who've got expectations and needs that might not mesh directly with what this plan is. 
right? Yeah. So time blocking is probably the most effective way to do that. If you know you do most of your client work on evenings and weekends, then make sure you're taking mornings to get a lot of this stuff done, right? Um, but also something we didn't mention, which we're also going to talk about on the finance side of things is contingency planning, which is expecting that things will not go exactly the way that you draw it up, right? Yeah. If you leave a buffer, whether it's time or, or whatever it is, where you know that if this doesn't happen in the exact hour, I thought, because somebody called me and they needed to do a showing or I needed to put an offer together or whatever, or my kids got sick or you name it. If there's no room to allow for something to be delayed or reshuffled a bit, you're going to run into problems because reality, especially in the world we're in right now, is a lot of things happen that we don't expect. And the same way we need to manage our clients' expectations for things not going perfect, we need to do that for ourselves with a plan like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also little hacks to like, keep your, keep yourself productive throughout the day. You know, how many emails do we get in a day? And if you can set aside 30 minutes at the end of your day, maybe, and respond to the ones that don't need an immediate response. And honestly, there's a lot of stuff that probably doesn't need an immediate response, but we feel like it does. Um, but you know, as you start to kind of tinker with that kind of stuff, you'll find that you're kind of the more you can dedicate a set amount of time to a certain task, you'll get things done a lot quicker rather than jumping from email to then my social media posts to take getting a phone call, like all of those things, like your brain can't process it all. Like it's really hard to stay focused if you're not um, just focused on one thing um, for a set period of time. To me, that's the hardest thing, maybe to a lot of people like right now, like as we're talking, this thing's vibrating, this thing's flashing, like we're all yeah. surrounded by things. I know everybody that's on this call has something that can get their attention. And so I commend you for being here and, and for paying attention. But we, the more we understand what gets in our way, the easier it is to address it and plan around it. And it's still easier said than done. Like the distractions of social media and technology are just insane. So whether it's leaving your phone in another room as part of what it is that you need to focus on, you got, you have to do what works for you and, yeah. you know, far be it for us to dictate the right way to do that. It really depends on how much you feel you're susceptible to being distracted, which yeah. is different for everybody. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're, we're going to take a five minute break because we're going to switch switch gears and get your brain ready for a bit of numbers and finances. Um, so we, Daniel's got a great spreadsheet to share and go through with you guys and uh, we'll finish that up. And then, yeah, that's it. So, <laughs> and then go out and be successful because your business <laughs> is unbroken. That's right. Um, so it's 1051 now. So we'll come back in five minutes, 1056, and we'll get into it. We will see you in a few minutes. Cool. Level up, 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 level up,